Community Church. Welcome to our wonderful Day of the Lord conference. We're excited to be together. Hey, it's great to see some friends we haven't seen in a while. Welcome new friends and welcome to our online family. We bless you and we thank you for joining us here live right now. If you are watching us live on YouTube, would you go ahead and share this into hey, your Facebook or your Instagram or your Twitter feed and invite others to come and join us today. Today is going to be not just a day of information, but it's going to be a day of revelation. And that's why we're here. We're here to meet the Lord. Our job is not to acquire information just so we can prepare in the natural. Our first job is always to see the King, to behold Him, and to worship Him in His Word, to know Him, to bring ourselves to Him with all that we have. And as we yield unto Him, declaring that He is Lord, then whatever comes our way, we will be in Him. And that's the best place to be. Today, we're going to have such incredible wisdom that's brought through the voice of the Spirit speaking through the church, speaking through His Word, speaking through His saints. So we're praying for Pastor Steve and Kathy McCoy and Jan Kuski as they come and they share their life work and their life study with us their passion for the church to become the beautiful bride of Christ that God has intended us to be. So would you join me right now as we pray and we're going to enter into worship. Holy one, we glorify you. We thank you, Spirit, that you are here now in our midst to reveal the living word, to reveal to us Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, we exalt you as our great, high, and perfect priest. We thank you that as you make intercession for all of the saints, that you reveal to us the Father. And Father, we come exalting you, for you are God most high. You are the great and glorious King of the universe. We offer ourselves to you this morning. Open our hearts that we can hear, open our eyes that we can see, and that we may gain revelation in your glory, in your word, by your spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Break out, break forth, break loose. Re release anointing, salvation, overcoming, uh, a victory demonstration of your power in this day through your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
And let's declare his greatness. Come on, this is our wedding preparation. Glorious King Jesus, we're going to marry you in fullness, in perfection, in transformation, in redemption. All hail you. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Praise you. We praise you. Yes, yes, yes. Take a moment and go greet three people. Tell them we're so glad you're here. Let's go welcome one another. We want to say hi and love you to everyone online. Everyone. Good morning, good morning. It's so good to have you joining us today as we start to actually, hopefully, just start a conversation about what's taking place in the earth right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like we're all getting ready for a wedding and we're learning our steps and just rehearsing so that on the day God has said it to be, we will just, it won't, won't catch us un unaware. Amen. Amen. I remember our wedding rehearsal and we were actually late. We were late, yes, of course. So a whole bunch of panic. And I don't, I don't believe that's what the Lord wants. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. <laughs> we're just young and dumb, but that's how we all are. Blessings. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everyone. You can have a seat together and online. We're just, we're going to walk together in all of this. Amen, amen. Well, thank you all in the house for joining us today. Um, where are my dear Jan and Kathy? I... Well, they were right there, but they they're, right moved. There. there's Kathy right there. Okay, here's, here's Kathy, here's Jan. I just, we just want to honor our sisters. Kathy, yeah, thank stand you, up just for just a moment. Oh, right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that, but, but, we love you guys, yes. These ladies have spent a lifetime studying end times, you know, when you go to Jerusalem, it's very different. That's what people really do, is they actually study their Bibles in a way that we don't necessarily do it here in America, because it's not just the absolute focus of our life all the time. And that's not, I'm not. Well, you're living in the Bible land. You know, you're exactly. walking over there, there's and Temple every, Mount. And everybody's doing the same thing, whether you're there on an archeological tour, or you are a believer. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it is the focus. And I really just am believing, praying that what we're going to do is we're going to begin to start a conversation about what may be taking place in the earth right now. And back in the day when we were first saved, mm -hmm. it was there was just a general sense that we were in kind of a pre-tribulation rapture. And, but that isn't, I think we saw a lot of abuses with that too. So I was telling Jan, well, I knew lots of people who just were like, well, I'm just running up my credit cards and, you know, because I'm out of here and... That's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let the Antichrist pay for it. That's that what time, it was. Yeah, and at that time there was discussion about reinstating the draft. And I knew many people just going, well, you know, I can just 
skip that. I don't care if I get in trouble or what happens, you know, if I become a draft dodger, because, you know, the rapture's coming, so it doesn't matter. That's not the point. The, the point is, is really how we live before the Lord, how we seek him, and how we get to understand his plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if it causes us to pursue him with more intensity, and, and yeah, that's, it's like getting married. I, that's, that's what I feel like this is a wedding rehearsal. That's, you know, you show up at a wedding rehearsal, it's family members, and it's all about the bride and the groom, but it's about the parents, and it's all about, let's rehearse this so when we do it, we have a, you know, we're not, we're not clueless as to what comes next. Exactly, exactly. So hopefully that's what we start today. We get a conversation and we get a question. My desire is you have more questions at the end of this than you have answers and that you have more opportunity than to go ask the Lord to show me what you're saying in those questions. Yeah. All right. You're going to go down, put that mic because I'm going to, somebody move that. Oh, Eddie, you do that. I got to get my list. Now I'm going to talk about some details as we start this. So... Thank you, Eddie. First off, let me just share a couple of really th gratitude. We've already thanked uh, Kathy and Jen. They have uh, both, you know, corporately lived in Jerusalem, you know, 15, 20 years at a piece, and they have um, been lifetime students. Everything you have in the work in your folder are their material. Nothing of it is mine. I'm, I'm just been blessed. In fact, this is only a smitten of what they gave me. Two, two months ago, I said, just give me everything you've got. I don't want to try to, uh, I don't want you to tell me. I just want to look at things. That's how I do. I tend to take and just step back and step in until the Lord begins to unveil for me what he's showing me in the big picture. Uh, fortunately for me to do that, I don't formulate conclusions until the last minute. Because I don't ever want to make a plan that isn't the one God presents and in the, in the, you know, in the, having more time to look at something. So this last week, I want to thank our staff because they took the compilation of their stuff and I dumped it all on them on Tuesday. And said, oh, by the way, we need this done by Wednesday. So Becky was here all day. Alice was here. Diana, Brian. And thank God Brian's cooking our lunch. So he was doing multiple tasks. And then, uh, then uh, Jan and Kathy were finishing up the parts we didn't get right. And so it's reference stuff. It's a lot of reference. You will find it not necessarily the notes of what's being taught. They have the all liberty to teach whatever God's moving. But when you go back, what I gained was looking through and reading all their material that they've accu accumulated over the years that I, I had... It, moments of connectivity to Jesus, and I go, oh, that's important to, for me. So on Tuesday, in addition to all the material, and we have thank God for all that was done, we also gathered for prayer as a staff, and we had three incredible words given that I feel like we should just heed. First off was, you come and listen for what the Lord is saying to you. Don't try to get everything because it's too much to be gotten. We're breaking this up into nine 30-minute sessions with a five-minute question and answer at the last thir five minutes of the 30. We are touching things that have been brought forth in the last, you know, 
through the prophets, through, through the beginning of time, through the, you know, so there's stuff that's just going to be, whoa, what is, but in the middle of the whoa, wow, there's going to be that moment the Lord speaks, just grab it. Just remember those things, because that's how he leads. Secondly, though, uh, word came out that we were going to be immersed, kind of like, you know, sometimes you're just going to get in, and you're just going to be, in, you know, immersed inside of these truths, and it's going to be caught even more than taught. So allow the spirit to have access to what he's accomplishing. You know, the book of Revelation came as a revelation. And it came as a vision. And it came as a move of the spirit. So much of what happens, too, is just allow it to happen as you just get caught. And then lastly, the Lord spoke about that we were to um, see a breakthrough. See, see the Lord set the stage for the new. And that came as someone, um, Rosie said, we've got to take an offering. So we're going to do that at the, in the afternoon as a point of faith for the new that's coming and the dislodging of the old. So now I said that. You have a, the, the only thing that I'm going to pay attention to is this uh, outline as far as the schedule. Because I'm going to be the moderator, MC, the bad guy. I'm going to break up however anointed somebody is. When it comes to five minutes before they're done, I'm coming up. That'll be designed to everyone. It's time to go to the five-minute question and answer. And then whoever gets up first, there's the microphone. It's like Wednesday night. You're going to come, ask the question. We do that so everybody online can hear the question, and then we'll have five minutes to answer. Now, if they if there's more questions than we have time, then we'll just, at the very end, we'll have more question and answer. But I really want to honor our day. I want us to be able to leave by 3 o'clock. I want us to be able to cover as much of the material as like an introduction because, again, it's much of this will happen. If what you go, oh, I want to understand this more, and you go back and you read it and listen to it and listen to the Bible, then, then it kind of immerses and you step into it. So we just want to get a lot accomplished, but to do so, it's very ambitious, our schedule. And um, I'm already, let's see, so I've got just a few more minutes. I want to talk about, uh, I'll probably, I want, to, I want to just read 1 Thessalonians 4. And then I want to share what, what I believe about the day of the Lord, and then Kathy will come up and do a lot more of exclusive enlargement. But I want to start at chapter 4, verse 13. It's so funny because these scriptures that I use all the time, I use them always at funerals. But, you know, that's because you've got a lot of people in sorrow and com needing comfort, and there's also a lot of people that... Are, do not know the Lord and they need to know the Lord and death is sometimes the only way people stop and think about life but the, really this was larger than that so let's just read these verses I want to pray Father uh, we just thank you so much that we can put aside this time and I believe I feel your favor so resting on us for doing so and I pray that we will not come away with our heads puffed up and knowledge filled in our pockets but hearts that have responded and an excitement that's carrying us beyond the circumstances of life and anticipation of the goodness of God being revealed. Lord, 
caused our schedule to flow because we just kind of make ourselves submit to it. Like a wedding, we just kind of stay on task. But Lord, we know you have the purpose. Your Holy Spirit can take any one of us on an adventure in the moment we're sitting. You can bring us into vision. You can speak over us. You can begin to show us things to come that aren't even being said by someone because that's who you are, Holy Spirit. And you, oh, Lord Jesus, want us to know about this day. So we thank you for it. Amen. So First uh, Thessalonians 4.13, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus, with him. And for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead will, Christ will rise first. Now, some of us are starting to feel the excitement Jesus is feeling. The, the, the Son of Man, the glorified man, Christ, the Son of God, seated at the right hand. One day, Father will tap him and say, go get your bride, son. You know? Just like when on a wedding, you say, who gives his bride? And Father, Mother, and I do. He says, you can step forward and take your bride. Well, Jesus isn't going to be kind of like, he's going to shout. <laughs> he's going to shout. <laughs> And the dead will in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them. So all of a sudden, instantaneously, we are in resurrected bodies. We're made perfect. First thing we'll probably notice is, hey, I don't hurt anymore. And I feel a whole lot younger, and I look a whole lot better. Because you're going to, that's this trend. This is the resurrection. This is the, this is the harvest completion. And we're all together in the clouds and then here comes Jesus so he's not like meeting the dead first and then those who are alive second he meets he brings us all together and then we meet the Lord in the air none of this is on the earth this is in the air we used to say here there or in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord therefore comfort one another with these words and these are words of comfort. Now, this is usually where we end on a funeral, but Paul didn't end, and it wasn't a funeral. So chapter 5, verse 1, he says, um, I'll start reading to catch up. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. So when we're talking about the day of the Lord, it is the most anticipated day for the living church, for the believers. It is the most anticipated day because it's just a perfect day. It's your wedding day. It's your getting caught up in the air day. It's getting to meet your, you know, realize I'm in a glorified body. And there, there's my dad. There's my mom. You know, there's my friends. There's, oh, that's a great, 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 great grandfather who's been praying over us from the cloud of wind. You know, it's just, oh, there you are. And more important than all of that is when we will see Jesus. We will behold him and we will be with him. We'll go to the right, the, his throne of judgment. It's quick, you know, quick 
opportunity for all things to, that was done in our body to be resolved in, the, in completion. Rewards will be given. Other things will burn up and disappear, and they won't matter anymore. Uh, we will be kind of be given new assignments. We'll find who we are, where we are, and, and we won't be in any competition or any fear. We will all be excited. We'll all be about one man that we're all in love with and all in pursuit and serving. And, and then somewhere in that moment, all hell breaks loose, it appears, on the earth. The seal's open. It's never, the, never hell breaking open, except a few times hell's, the door's open for hell to come in. Yes, you know, but it's a big day. And, and I've had to come to accept two things that I believe about the tribulation is A, it is to punish the wicked and to deal with all the sin of the earth that has gone on from the beginning, from the blood of Abel to the Babylonian uh, seduction and sorcery, and it's for salvation for Israel. It's for Israel to come into fullness of their salvation, to see the Messiah, to welcome him, to receive him, and for all of Israel to be saved. Now, it's not, a, it's not a day that's going to be easy because, you know, I love going through and just immersing myself in these. Did you know on the fifth, let's see, it's the fourth seal when, when death is released and, and Hades is following after. One quarter of the earth's population will be gone. That's, that's just use today's numbers. That's two billion people. Uh, that's why I am more and more convinced that this, this happens after the rapture because, you know, there's, Jesus is collecting us and this is the practice of being collected and we're going to find ourselves all together and then he's going to start doing his thing. In fact, it goes on and he says, for when they say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction comes upon. Let me just keep track of where I'm going. I've got to be done by 9.45, 10 minutes. Great. Peace and safety then suddenly destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness that this day should overtake you as a thief. So the day that's going to overtake those in darkness is going to be that whole seven years of tribulation, and then they will see the Lord coming in the clouds with his saints. So we've, I've adopted for my life... Uh, three things that I long for more than anything. One is to see and behold Jesus in this life, for him to have full access to my life and for my perfection to be found from him and through him. And I believe what God is doing in these days we'll right in is he's appearing in the church. He's making himself known inside his body. Then I think he will appear for his church in the air. It'll be an emergency. It will be, uh, it, no one but us will hear it. And all of a sudden, it will be, you know, everybody has their ideas why, why we'll be gone. They'll come up with their own ideas, but we will be gone. We will be gone. And I don't, that doesn't change the way I live now. In fact, it makes me more anticipating that I, I've got to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to have all the oil I need for to light my lamp. Then he will appear with his church. And that's at the, on, the, on the cloud. And every eye will see him. Everyone will behold. There won't be, it won't be a, you know, a few that catch it. It'll be wide open. So he says, let us not, uh, verse, you, brethren, are not in darkness, that this day would overtake you as a thief. You are the sons of light 
and sons of the day. See, there's, there's two categories of people on the planet today. There are the sons of light, and there are the sons of disobedience, or the sons of darkness. The sons of disobedience are operating from the spirit of Satan that still was operating in all of us before we were born again. And that darkness rests and keeps people from not seeing. You are not of night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others, but let us watch and be sober. So there is a charge, you know, in Jesus' uh, discourse in the, when he's in Jerusalem in the last week of his, of his earthly ministry, he gives two parables. One is the parable of the vir ten virgins and the five that are wise, the five that are foolish. And what happens is, behold, the bridegroom comes, and those who are ready go to meet him. So there's a charge to us not to be indifferent. In fact, Second Peter chapter 3, Peter says, one of the proofs that we are in the last days is their scoffers will rise, saying it's never going to happen. It's always going to be the same. It isn't about the return of the Lord. It's about this, that, or the other. So, and the reason it always seems to be later than sooner is because God is a God of long-suffering. And he, he has the ability, because he created time. Time is not something he works under. So time is something he controls. So he can take what would be, uh, a could have, could, should, should, should be done in a day. And he can look about and say, you know what? If I, if I stretch this for a week, thank you. If I stretch this for a week, I, that's, I could probably get a few more. Well, you know what, Matt, if I go a couple more years, I think I can get a whole bunch more. In fact, if I come too soon, I'm going to miss those that I want to get. So that's what long-suffering is. It brings salvation, but it can cause us consternation because we're not seeing action. But he went on and he said, uh, the other was when he appears, we're going to tell him, what, we're going to show him what we did with his mina, what he gave, you know, the talent he gave us, which is a picture of, you know, a Okay, you did well, so now here's more. It's the judgment seat of Christ. It's two beautiful pictures of the rapture and of the judgment. But for those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. So I believe the anticipation of the Lord's coming is to call us into sobriety, is to put us on the breastplate of Faith and love and the helmet, the hope of salvation, anticipation. For God did not appoint us to wrath. For God did not appoint us to wrath. Now, by the, by the, by the seventh, sixth seal, everyone's crying, hide us from, the, from him who sits on the throne, the wrath of the Lamb. God is, God is doing something. So two billion souls are lost in, in the fourth seal. By the time we get to the sixth, sixth trumpet, a third of the earth. So if we went from eight to six, now we take a third of the earth, that's two more billion. So by the time you're at the sixth trumpet, we half of the planet is no longer breathing. So this is intense. This is not just kind of like an economic up downswing <laughs> or a few wars. This is not, this is cataclysmic. I shouldn't try to even say that word. So he did not appoint us to wrath, but obtained salvation through our Lord Jesus. He said, he who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, sleep is death, 
wake us living our life, we should live together with him. That's why we do beginning to have much more of awareness that we are of a family and families in heaven and on earth. Therefore, comfort each other. See, this is the full message of, the, of this mystery of the rapture is that it's bringing comfort to one another and to edify one another just as you also are doing. So the part that I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about, and Kathy will elaborate with many more things, but the day of the Lord is for the, for the unbeliever going to be the day of his return on the earth with his church to which he will make war and he will slay and they will be dead. For, the, for those who have come alive in Jesus during this tribulation, he will resurrect who have died and he will set up the millennial reign. So this is a very important day, but it's not a day that in the Bible is looked for. It's a day of darkness for those who are not of light. For the sons of light, it's the brightest day. It's our wedding day. It's our preparation. And why we are practicing is so we, we don't fall asleep and go, well, you know, I mean, even though we will fall asleep because the virgins all fell asleep, but, but then the alarm will come. And I think that's even starting to come alive in the church. He's, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And that's what's creating a, a, an excitement. For me, I wanted to introduce the first part. Because I think that is, I really do feel the Lord is going, this, he's not, this day of the rapture is a standalone event. Yeah. It isn't one of the kind of like on, in between a trumpet or that or the last trumpet. It's the trumpet of the Lord. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's, it's, it's anticipated, highly anticipated. Yeah. So highly anticipated, it's kept secret the day by the Father. But when it breaks open, the, 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 the shout, and, and we're caught up. It, nobody sees an angel. Nobody sees a cloud. It's not a part of that. That's the second coming. The rapture is the, the re- coming, the Lord coming for us, and it's going to be a bright day, and I think it's going to be um, full of light. So we're hit. We've got two more minutes, and then I, I'm going to close my session, give anybody a chance for questions and answers. If you think about one, you can come on up right now. Because uh, I'm just introducing. And if I was to leave us with the beginning vision, I feel like the Lord's saying, you're here, and we're getting ready for a wedding. And I'm helping you learn your steps so that you'll be ready. You won't, get dis- you won't, you won't fall into the pleasure of this world and lose your place. You won't, lose your, you won't love the lie. You'll love the truth. Because you love the, the truth, you will, you will not be caught up in the delusion. The earth is in rebellion to man, to God. And it's trying to shake off his control. He's trying to rearrange its, his idea. But we are not that people. We're the people being transformed into his likeness, being called up. And even that, we had that in the prayer room. We forget everything that's happened to this day. And we reach forward to what's ahead. And we press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We will not be hiding under our kitchen table thinking, oh, God save me from the Antichrist. We will be in the most triumphant vision of, of, of maturity the church will ever be. But when we go, 
this whole place is going to go. We will, the, uh, the restraining influence will be gone. And the Antichrist gets to have his opportunity to be Christ. <laughs> a lot of luck for that. But um, we will be in a place of, of a posture. So any questions? We've got quite, I'm going to give this over to Kathy in five minutes. Okay, Helen, come on up here, please. Thank you. All questions are wonderful, and no, not we may not have any answers. Yeah, I got a question. When when the Lord raptures us, will the Holy Spirit be up, go up with us, or will the, or will the Holy Spirit still stay? That's a good question. I think I think both, both and. Because he is the one who's filled us, and we're the ones who are carrying him, and we're the ones that are submitted to him and yielded to him, and therefore, when he, when we go, he goes, and that that the influence that he carries. But there still be the capacity for you know you have two witnesses, you have 144 sealed, you there's still going to be God activity. Absolutely. So I think both then. Good question. Anyone else? It's all good. You, we'll probably have a lot of questions as we go. I like what Larry Napier said when I, we first had conversations about Jesus and being a high priest. He said, just come on up, Tim. He says, you're always, you do not have to agree. You're free to disagree. Everyone, but because you are free to disagree, you don't have to do it right away. <laughs> just keep the open mind. Come on in, Tim, please. I like the fact that you don't get saved by your mind. It doesn't matter. Because there are wonderful people of God that love God that disagree on the details of when. And this not really as important. But, you know, for the sake yeah. of me, people like me that like to think it through. So I'm trying to figure out pre, post, all this stuff. So uh, just look at the scripture. In 1 Corinthians 15, it says, Behold, I tell you, mystery, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in, the moment, <clears throat> in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. So my question is, uh, which trumpet is that? Is that the trumpet where at the end of the tribulation where there's the trumpets or is it another trumpet that's... Yeah, there's a lot of people with those mid-trib would believe it's at that last trumpet, like the sixth trumpet sounding. But that's, you know, also when two billion people die. Yeah, go ahead. Remember that in Israel, with all the priests and everything, there were hundreds and hundreds of trumpets. Just at the beginning of, of the Feast of Tabernacles, there's a period of time where they blow the trumpets a hundred times a day. So a lot of people believe it's at the Feast of Trumpets and the last trumpet there. But remember, it's not the, it's not the judgment trumpet at all. It's not the one. So it's the shout and the trumpet of God. Period. Okay, I'm done. Beautiful. All right, anybody else? We got... Uh, two minutes. Great, Deborah. This is so good. I correct myself. Um, Sunday we were, you were reviewing this book of Revelation, and I was uh, also on this topic of the last trumpet, and I was just uh, thinking of the, the Lord, did you bring me to the book of Revelation, that last trumpet? And so I read it more closely, and between the seventh trumpet and the sixth trumpet, I noticed two things, two, uh, two other stuff happening. 
One is those two witnesses. They were killed, and then before the last trumpet, they were resurrected and taken up. So that you can consider a rapture. And then the um, second event happened is there are three angels um, doing something. Uh, one is saying, now the harvest is ready. Uh, put out your sickle and uh, take the harvest in. The harvest are us, I believe, because that's Jesus saying, we are the seeds of the kingdom of, God's, you know, of God, and there were other seeds from the devil. But um, when the servant said, Lord, do you want me to, do you want us to take out the, the tares? Yeah. Uh, the Lord said, wait until the harvest time. Yeah. That's when we're going to collect the body, right? The, the, the children of God. So do you have a question? Because it's 9.50. Yeah, that was my question. Because in, how do you... How Kathy, do you, you come on up, please. Yeah. Anyway, so how, so I just want, um, I, I thought that's it. And then now you're saying that. So I, my question is, okay, then what is it? Because to me, that's like when the body is har being harvested, meaning taken up. Sure. So that's right. And then they said, then the seventh trumpet sounded. So to me, that it, it is the last trumpet. Yeah. But, you know, um, it's still like a question kind of thing.